Hello, my name's not Dan Wood. And this is not Ravi Abbott. But you are listening to the Retro Hour podcast. My name's actually Paul Drury, and I write for Retro Gamer magazine, and I'm joined by Ollie Wilmot. Hello. Who is the, thank you, who is the uh, monthly quiz host at, uh, of a video quiz here in Nottingham at Suede Bar. Yeah. For the last three years, myself and Ollie have been contestants on the Christmas quiz, and we've been playing against Joe and Ravi, and uh, how can I put this diplomatically? <laughs> we have crushed them, destroyed them, <laughs> and humiliated them. Uh, and so because we're very concerned about their self-esteem, for this year, we are going to be uh, the quiz masters. Yep. And on the other side, and, and I'll tell you now, Dan, you can stop looking so smug, because we know that you've only been hiding behind the quiz master role. There's nowhere left to hide. So it's this time, it's down to you. So uh, yeah. perhaps we could introduce the teams. And Dan, perhaps you could start. Who's on your team? Well, on my team is someone you may be familiar with. I think the most uh, handsome member of the Retro Hour podcast crew. Handsome Joe Hello. is on my team this year. Um, <laughs> two or three time loser of the Retro Hour Christmas yeah, Super Quiz. Yeah, three time yeah. loser, but this year is my year. I do feel like I'm portraying Ravi somewhat. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but at the same time, it kind of feels good. Can I just say <laughs> how weird it feels to not be in control and sit in this side of the table? This, I bet, yeah. I've, control I've, freak over that side. I've never been nervous doing this podcast before until today. <laughs> really? Okay. Right, rightly so, I think. You'll do fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> and Dan and Joe will be playing against uh, Team 2. Will you introduce yourselves? Yeah, so I'm Ravi and I'm here with David Wise. Hello. And uh, David, you're from Rare, but you don't know that much about games. What mean? I was always very busy writing music, so, yeah. you know, the actual business of video games. Oh, actually being productive, yeah. wow. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's going to be a good one, this is, and it's a bit of a relief off my shoulders, actually, uh, kind of having Dan here, because maybe I won't be the worst player. Oh, he's jinxed Ooh. it now, surely. <laughs> oh, enough slap talk there. Um, I believe you've got some messages. Yeah, now, before we get into uh, the quiz this year, let's just delay it as long as possible, I think. Um, let's give a huge thank you to the people who have allowed us to make it this far into 2020. And these are the people who've made a donation into the running of the Retro Hour podcast. Now, every week, we have a little tip jar. Think of it that way. I'm very close to you this week, Joe. I know, it's yeah, kind of so, weird. Like, I feel like I'm going to test you, even I, though I'm like, I feel like, like you know, I'm just going to put my arm around you for He the has put thing. his arm around me, just to <laughs> uh, get that out there. But every week, though, if people want to help out the podcast and want to see us go into 2020, how do they do it, Handsome Joe? Oh, bloody hell, every time. <laughs> so, you go on our website, theretrohour.com, you go over into the top left corner, and you go onto the supporters tab, and you can donate via PayPal any amount, goes into the tip jar to keep the running of the show going. So a little Christmas tip that we massively appreciated. And for doing that, you will get a mention on a future episode in the very prestigious... Can I have a drum roll around the table, please? Very musical. The Hall of Fame, like this week, we want to say a big thank you to Jeff Owen. Michael Roach. Simon Pilgrim. Gareth McKee. Matthew Martin and Lassie Laterman who all made donations into the running of the show and if you'd like to do the same you can do it through the website at theretrohour.com Now also we need to give a huge thank you to a very big supporter of the Retro Hour podcast and that is our very good friends at The Economist who are back How much do we love The Economist? Yo. Oh yeah <laughs> Provide a free copy for all of our listeners. Yeah, so if you want to check out The Economist, and the thing about it is, judging by the name The Economist, you think it's going to be about the economy, finance. The thing is they cover a lot more in there as well, stuff like world politics, business, science, technology, video games as well. And every week we have a look through The Economist for something that's caught our eye this week. Nobody around the table here obviously needs this, but there has been a really interesting invention. Uh, this is disposable microchips, and check out this for a name, the plastic armpit. 
Right. Now, I'm very close to you here, Joe. You can tell me if I need this. Essentially, this is a disposable microchip that costs less than $0.1 to make. And what this will do is you put it in your clothing and it will tell you essentially when you're ponging a bit and you need a shower. <laughs> so the aim is here, they're releasing these little microchips that are sensors, really cheap and you can put them in anything. They're all about putting these into food packaging. So, you know, when expiry dates are coming up, it could replace the use-by dates on the packaging. It could be in plants as well to let you know when you need to water them. And it, and it says the data transfer is done by radio as well, yeah. which is crazy. The future is here. So this is the kind of thing you can read about in The Economist. They sift through all the noise out there, get the essential information that's going to change your life, look at the future and tell you what's happening in the world around you. Now, they've been going for over 170 years. So if you're the kind of person who never stops asking questions and you want to know why the world is the way it is, we'd like to give you your own free copy of The Economist. Now, all you've got to do, if you live in the UK, grab your phone right now and text the word RETRO and send it to 78070 to get your free print copy of The Economist through your door on us. So that is RETRO to 78070 with The Economist, the smart guide to the forces changing your world. All right, we're ready for some quiz action. Excellent. Okay, so is everyone ready? Ready, ready as I'll ever be. Yeah, I think so. Ready Excellent. Okay, <laughs> so we're going to have nine rounds. I'm going to be doing five. Paul's okay. going to be doing four. And we're going to take turns, okay? So, round one. We're going to be doing different themes. So we're going to be starting with Ravi and David's team. Phew. Round one is all about... Sega. Wait! Right, got this. <laughs> Starting off with a nice, easy round here. I don't know why I'm writing Sega, but I've wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> How I've done this is I think the questions go from easy to gradually harder and harder. <laughs> so, question number one to Ravi and David. In the USA, who was the first ever games character to have a float in the Macy's Thanksgiving Parade? If it's Sega, then I think it's probably going to be Sonic, yeah. Correct, it is Sonic the Hedgehog. We knew that one. We knew that, yeah. We, yeah. <laughs> that is one I did know, so yeah. that's a good start. Oh, excellent, excellent. <laughs> okay, so on to uh, Dan and Joe's team. Question number two. Influenced by Conan, which 80s beat-em-up used audio samples from the first Rambo movie, First Blood? Yeah, go for it. Golden Axe? Correct, yes, it was <laughs> Golden Axe. Nice. Ravi and David, question, uh, question number three. Name both characters that were added to Sonic Mania Plus when it was released last year. The new extra characters. Was it uh, Shadow and um, Daisy? No, oh, it's not. I'm afraid not. We'll have to pass it over to the other team. Go I on, can Joe. see them in my head. Go on. One of them's an armadillo. I know that. <laughs> mm, First maybe. Uh, but uh, I can't remember their names, unfortunately. One's black and one's yellow. I'm give sorry. You 10 I'm, seconds. I've not got it. I don't know it. We're going to pass. We're going to pass. Oh, really? It was Mighty and Ray the oh, Squirrel. Oh, God, yeah, <laughs> One was an armadillo, though, wasn't I, I've he? even got that game. <laughs> yes, yes, Mighty the Armadillo. Yeah. I think so, yeah. We get half a point for armadillo? <laughs> <laughs> no. All right, okay, so it is... Um, Dan and Joe's turn for question number four. Name the hero in the Mega Drive exclusive Rocket Knight Adventures. His name is also the title to the sequel. Sparkster. Correct. Nice one. Ravi and David, question number five. The Lost Stars. In High Tech World and In Miracle World are some of the subtitles to which Sega series? Uh, Mickey Mouse? No, I'm afraid not. We'll have to pass that over. Could you repeat the question, sorry? 
These are subtitles, so they're lost, The Lost Stars, In High Tech World, and In Miracle World. Which Sega series are these from? There are other games in the series, but I think these are the best known ones. I don't think you're right, but go for it. That looks good. Correct. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, yeah. you do get a bonus point. Two points for correct answer, and a bonus point there for getting the one that they got wrong. Just, I, okay, I was yeah, just thinking yeah. mango. Just been the best. That's a mango. In <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Paul, for keeping score. So we're on to question number six. Over to Dan and Joe. Hey, hey, hey! We're down already. It's time mm. to make some crazy money. Is a quote from which title? Go on, Joe. Crazy Taxi. Correct. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> I was just going to be like, Taxi Driver. <laughs> Think about it. I was like, wait. No, no, take your time. We're going to give you plenty of time. Okay, question number seven for Ravi and David. Name the only Panzer Dragoon game which was an RPG departing from the usual rail shooter genre. I, I'm just going to say Panzer Dragoon Saga. Correct, that is right. That's all you need to say. <laughs> yeah, that's all you had to say. You got it very fast there. Time for question number eight for Dan and Joe. This is number eight. All your base are belong to us is a quote from which Mega Drive title? Oh. And probably one of the first memes ever as well. Oh, what is it called? <laughs> <laughs> I can see it. Oh my god. Everyone eye, knew the quote. Everyone knew the green hair. I actually played the game last year as well. Really? Yeah. yeah. Most people don't know the game, even though the quote's Come really... on, Joe. Sega, it's your thing. All your base are belong to us. It's something. that it's, clock? It's like Forgotten Worlds or something like that, but I can't. No. No, I'm afraid not. I think something wing. I can't remember. Close, um, I'll give you, come on, just... Phantom Wing? No, I'm sorry, it was oh. Zero Wing. Oh. Zero oh. Wing. I knew there was a wing. What was the guy called? Cats, I think. Oh, Spelt with a K remember. or something. <laughs> and this is round one. <laughs> oh, dear. Round one is almost over. On to question we, we nine. We apologise, listeners. <laughs> no, you're doing all right. You're doing, doing all right. Uh, okay, so over to David and Ravi. Question number nine. Super Mario Kart spawned many clones. Name Sonic's Game Gear karting title. There are two on the Game Gear. Ah, uh, yeah. I think it was that one. Yeah. Okay. Possibly Sonic Racing. No, I'm afraid not. We'll pass it over to Dan and Joe. Probably not right. Sonic R? Yeah, no, that's the nah, Saturn no, one. No, I'm afraid that was a bit later. That was yeah. on the Saturn. Yeah, yeah. no, this, this game was called... Um, Oh yeah, Sonic, Sonic Drift. Sonic Drift. I knew that. I knew that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Okay, so on to the final question. So uh, this is uh, Dan and Joe's turn. Dan and Joe's turn. So final question for the Sega round. Name the only video game on display at the Smithsonian's National Museum of American History. The reason being, it was the first ever 3D fighting game. Ah. Uh. Is it Virtual Fighter? Correct, oh, it was okay. Virtual Fighter. So that is the end of round Woo! one, the Sega round. Congratulations. So, Paul, who's winning and who's losing? Give us the score well, so far. In pole position is Dan's team with nine, and back in the Amiga race is Ravi's <laughs> team with four. Four. Don't worry, you've got plenty of time to catch up, okay? Okay, we'll do it. Yeah, because okay. double points on those answered ones as well. So, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so on to round two, which uh, we are calling Fruit Flavoured. And this time, we're going to start with Dan and Joe's team. Question number one. In the 1993 Mega Drive and Super Nintendo game Aladdin, 
What fruit could our hero pick up and use as a weapon? Apples. Is the right answer. Oh. Question number two, over to David and Ravi. The banana bomb is a weapon in which game series? Worms. Didn't even pause, did he there? Didn't, okay. did. I knew yes. as soon as that, I was like, Ravi's got that, straight away. Uh, yes, the soft fruit of doom. Uh, okay, we're on to question number three. So back to Joe and Dan. Yeah, I knew that. Which fruit-themed app, first released in 2010, has been downloaded over one billion times by 2015? Uh, fruit Ninja. Is the right answer. Ooh, like a bit for a ninja. <laughs> he was like, is it? <laughs> yeah, apparently the, the iPad version has been used to help the rehabilitation of stroke patients. So oh, like not all games, is it? Oh. Right. Uh, okay, on to question number four for David and Ravi. Princess Peach first appeared in which game? Uh, it could have been, yeah. Could have been, yeah. Donkey Kong? I'm afraid that's not the right answer, though. I can't see why you might have thought that. That's Princess Pauline. Oh, well, anyway, hang on. So... You need to. You, you can get a bonus point. So, which was the first game that uh, Princess Peach appeared in? Go on, Joe. Is it the original Super Mario Brothers? Is the right answer. Yes. And, uh, we should have done that. Yeah, she yeah. was playable exactly. for the first time in the in the sequel, but you're yes. right, she did appear. Unlucky there. We'll spend a lot of time there. next time. I, uh, I knew that was a trick question. I knew it was. <laughs> I was going to say it, but I don't understand. He them. wrote Donkey Kong. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Uh, okay, so now we're over to question number five to Dan and Joe. And I do think they're getting harder now. The Tomato Convenience Store, or Tomato Mart for short, appears in which game series? Just say it. I'm going to go for Earthbound. Is the wrong answer. So, uh, chance for a well-needed bonus point. Um, Bill's Tomato Game? That's really unlucky. No, I'm terribly sorry. It was Shenmue. <sighs> it was the Tomato Mart in the original. The sequel, it was called the Tomato Cabini. I ah. wonder if it'll be back in the third. We'll have yeah. to see. We? <laughs> so, no points for that question, I'm afraid. So, Next time, shall on to question number six to Ravi and David. The orange box, released by Valve in 2007, included five games. Half-Life 2, Half-Life 2 Episode 1, um, Half-Life 2 Episode 2, Portal, and which other game? Sounds good to me. Team, Team Fortress Classic? Now, I'm going to give them that. Yeah, it's Team Fortress it 2. Be, yeah. We're not... Okay. It's, we call it a pity point. <laughs> that is damn close. So we're, we're giving you that one, OK? Which I, I, I just said Team Fortress. <laughs> yeah. we, we'd have got a strop on if uh, we'd have yeah. said that. I were at Team Fortress 2, but okay. I, I, give them that. <laughs> right. That, you needed that. That was good. Uh, OK, so we're back over to Dan and Joe. Which fruity company developed the Oric One home computer? Apricot? Which is a fruit-related company, but it's not the right one. Oh. I think. <laughs> uh, apple. So, it, Tangerine. Tangerine, oh, my God. God. The Oric One was released in 1983, and their previous uh, machine was called the Micro-Tan. Yeah. I've heard of the system. Uh, yeah. uh, OK, so you didn't get that, but over now to David and Ravi. Which fruity simulator 
was released by Codemasters for the Spectrum C64 and other 8-bit home micros in 1987. Which fruity simulator from 1987 by Codemasters? And I want to be helpful, so can I stress the use of the word simulator? Um, juice simulator? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be fair, some of the things they released, that could actually have been a game. It is not the right answer. Fruit simulator? Now, I'm not going to give you that because it was Fruit Machine. Fruit oh, Machine, of course. Yeah. Say, Can yeah, I just yeah. ask, what would a fruit simulator game actually be like? Well, we are talking about Codemasters. It could be anything, yeah. <laughs> They'll do lawnmower simulators, <laughs> anything. Okay, so sorry, no, no points on that oh. one, okay? Um, okay, so now the last two questions. So we're on to question number nine. So that must be for Dan and Joe again. I think these last two are the hardest ones. Oh. Right? <laughs> the whole quiz, yeah? <laughs> in the original Super Monkey Ball, released for the GameCube in 2001, which food company's logo appeared frequently on the bananas in the game? It's got the blue label with the white writing in it. And I can't remember. <laughs> Chavagas? No point for colour. I can't remember what it's called. Del Monte? I don't want to be funny, but we should take first answers. And it's not Del Monte. Right. Okay. Over here. What's the other one? <laughs> right. Is that the what you were going to say as well? <laughs> the other blokes that do bananas. Hmm. See the logo as well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, the banana blokes. Mm. What are their names? <laughs> When's the last time we had a banana? I'm going to the car and find out. If we... <laughs> Wait, we'll give... Oh, God. Uh, Kiora. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Damn those little puffins. <laughs> I, I was going to... I suppose it's perhaps better known in America, but it's Dole. It yeah. must be quite an important licence, because in 2010, um, for Step we and Roll, Dole, it was bought out by mm -hmm. Chiquita. All right, OK. Which I don't know if that's what you were thinking. But anyway, again, no points here. So let's see if you can surprise me by getting oh, yeah. what I think is quite a hard final question yeah, in this round. So... <laughs> That's the spirit there, David. So, David and Ravi, cherry, strawberry, orange. Which fruit comes next in this sequence, according to a famous 80s arcade game? I will say the fruits again. Cherry, strawberry, orange. Which fruit comes next in this famous 80s uh, arcade game? a wild stab in the dark here, but I'd say lemon. Oh, it's not the right oh, answer. Go for it. Yeah, I was clear. I think it's, it's either that or that. We've... Go on, I got the last one wrong, you say this. <laughs> Is it a raspberry? Unlucky. Oh. The game, of course, was Pac-Man. Yep. Yeah. And it goes cherry, strawberry, orange, apple. Oh. And then it's grapes, or sometimes people say it's a, a melon, uh, and then it's the rather less fruity uh, Galaxian flagship. And I'm having <laughs> um, So I'm sorry, no points on that. Let's just top up the scores. Oh, I don't want to and that. so, hmm, after two rounds, after two rounds, Dan and Joe are the Street Fighters with 14. Whoop, whoop. David and Ravi are the Clay Fighters with eight. <laughs> See, I wondered why Dan invited me on, and now I know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd fit in well. None of us know anything about games. <laughs> OK, on to round three. Round three is going to be about the Amiga. 
I'm Joe's left the room. <laughs> Rafi no. looks pleased. I'm off. I'm I, I listen to this show. You, you lot love Amiga, all of you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so question number one to Ravi and David. Which McVitie's biscuit is an example of early product placement in James Pond 2 Robocod? Yeah, I actually know that. <laughs> it's not Pen- your turn, penguin. though. Correct, it is oh. Penguin. Nice, <laughs> nice. Um, Dan and Joe, question number two. In Super Frog, you can replenish your health and time limit by collecting which brand of soft drink? LucasAid? Correct. Oh, you were quick on that one. Oh, thank God for Dan. <laughs> Ravi and David, question number three. Released on the Mega Drive and the Amiga platforms, what are the maximum amount of players possible in Super Skid Marks? Eight. Correct, it is eight. Dan and Joe, question number four. In Zool 2, Zool was joined by a new female companion. What is her name? Oh, God. It's got to be something really predictable. Is it Zeus? Wow, yes. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> it sounded like a guess, but that was yeah, correct. That was like a guess. I was like, Zoolette. <laughs> and I only just noticed recently on the front cover, the two is a bit like a Z, and it's at the end of the title, so I think that's intentional. Yeah, that's like subliminal advertising. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. But it worked. <laughs> right, Ravi and David, on to question number five. Which Amiga model number was codenamed Rock Lobster? That would be the Amiga 500. That is correct. Everyone's doing very well in this round. Dan and Joe, question number six. Which American developer created Dune 2 Battle for Arrakis? Is it, it is a RTS. What's your guess? No, go with that. I don't know. You want to go no, with that? No, I was going to. No, you had to go with that. Go Blizzard? That no. is no. incorrect, I'm afraid. We're going to pass that over to Ravi and David. The only one I can think of might be Acclaim. No, I'm afraid uh, not. It was not a claim. It was actually Westwood Studios, uh, better known for gosh, Command and Conquer. Yeah. That's what I, I knew it was Command and Conquer. Yeah, close. Yeah. Who did Command yeah. and Conquer? Essentially, Command and Conquer was the sequel to that game yeah. without the license. Yeah. yeah, you're right. David and Ravi, question number seven. Delphine Software International are known for titles such as Another World and Flashback. Which country is Delphine from? I think France. That is correct. It is France. Knew that one. I thought I was going to have to pass it over for a second, but no. <laughs> it was between France and Spain. We were. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so question number eight for Dan and Joe in the darkly humorous shoot 'em up cannon fodder. How many soldiers do you start off with in mission one? Oh, it's a classic. Mm. I think that. Yeah, for it. Four. Four is incorrect, oh. I'm afraid. I almost accidentally said the answer then, but I'll pass it over <laughs> to Ravi and one? David. Is the answer is one? No, I'm afraid not. It's two. It's oh, very right. close. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a small... Right, okay. Ravi and David, you get question number nine, almost the end of the round. 1993's top-down game Soldiers of Fortune is known by what title over here in the UK? Chaos Engine. Correct. It is Chaos Engine. And the final question for the Amiga round, question number 10 for Dan and Joe. Renamed to Tyrants Fight Through Time in North America, name this sensible software game. <laughs> Tyrants Fight Through Time. Can you repeat the question? Um, Tyrants <laughs> fight, fight Through Time, it's known as that in North America, North America but I need to know sensible the... Sensible game. And it's a yeah, sensible software game. 
but he has a completely different name in over here in the UK. I'm going to take a, um, a complete guess here because yeah, yeah. it's not sensible soccer. She's the only other game I know about them. I'm going to go for Doom Patrol. No, I'm afraid not. Oh. It's not Doom Patrol. Ravi and David. Uh, cannon fodder. No, it's not. It is Megalomania. Megalomania. Oh, <laughs> okay, so that is the end of round three. Paul, uh, can you give us... How are they doing? Well, that's an impressive performance. The uh, the Sonic the Hedgehogs that round was Ravi and David, who um, have managed to bring it back to their total of 18, which means it's now neck and neck. What? Basically, <laughs> Dan and Joe were definitely the Bubsy 3Ds. <laughs> and it is 18 all. I just want to point out that... that Dan actually did know pretty much all their answers. He just didn't know our answers. And then I didn't have a clue. We sat, we sat, we sat in the wrong seats. <laughs> OK, now we do like to mix things up a little bit because we've got the privilege of being in the, uh, in the chair. Mm. So this round is a little bit different. The title of this round is Single Word Campaign. So what's going to happen? I'm going to give an envelope to a team member. They're going to open it up and on that is the name of a pretty well-known video game. Please do not let your partner see that, right? Right. Okay. Then you must give a one-word clue to that game. If your partner manages to get it on that first clue, you get five points. If not, you get to choose a second word. If he gets it right, you get four points, and so on and so on. Now, just to show what we mean, we have actually brilliantly off-the-cuff prepared this, haven't we? (laughs) Yes. So, So imagine I've just opened my envelope and I'm turning to Ollie... I've looked at, Hi. I've, I, <laughs> Ollie looks nervous. Uh, okay, so I've looked at my game and I'm going to go, mm, um, ghosts. Pac-Man. No. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> You're wrong. Right. So Ollie. Okay, what, so uh, ghosts. Is it? Um, is it Luigi's Mansion by any chance? No, it isn't, Ollie. Let me try Damn. a second word. <laughs> Dots. Dots. <laughs> what the hell? Can we have the point? <laughs> what the hell? Dots? I'm confused. Is it Pac-Man? No. Oh, oh man. Um, uh, I'm terrible at this. Uh, Bo. Select. So is it Link? No, I mean Miss Pac-Man. Wouldn't be the right answer <laughs> and you would have got three points. So that incredibly laboured introduction <laughs> to this round means... So I'm now passing the envelope over to Dan. Yep. Okay, you can't so, see, Joe. Okay, Avert so. your eyes. Okay, so there you go. Should have blindfolds or something for this, shouldn't we? Yeah. What games kinky. you play in your own time is your own business. Dan. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Just putting it under the table. Okay. One word. Cliff. Cliffhanger. Small. Um. Not a clue. Cliff small. Another um, one. Puzzle. <laughs> Watch out! <laughs> Explosion. Lemmings? Yes. Very good. So, uh, two points there. Yep. Okay. 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 Well done. Okay, so it's I'm now bad. passing over to Ravi, who's going to be giving his single word campaign clues to David. Yes, and all I can do is apologise. <laughs> Hell. <laughs> Oh. To be honest, I have no idea, so I'll go with uh, um, heaven. <laughs> Shooting. No, sorry, it's, it's not 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 hitting anything. 
monsters. No. No, no, no. Romero? Ooh, see what he did there. Oh, that's that's okay. Clue. That's a good one. Mm. It's probably a great clue. <laughs> <laughs> Is this his last guess? You've got one more word. Does it go to us if... Oh, Doom. Yeah. Oh, oh, yes! <laughs> uh, sorry, we're not trying to show my Well done, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I think you got that after th- four Three. words, so you get two points. Oh, so, we so we're still evil. Yeah, there yeah. we go. Uh, OK, so now... It's over to... That's passing it now to Joe. OK. It's good, this round. I like this round. Yeah, I like yeah. this. Well, yeah, let's yeah, see if good. I get this right first before I make a judgment. <laughs> <laughs> Crashing. Mario Kart? <laughs> Cars. So it's a racing game. It could be any racing game ever. <laughs> oh, Destruction Derby? Takedown. Need for Speed? Oh, paradise. Burnout. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Oh. Got there eventually. Very good. Um, I can see the cover of the game. <laughs> what was the okay. word? Take takedown. That was a good one. Yeah, takedown. Yeah. So yeah. I, I couldn't think of anything. So that I'll... was all one word. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we did it in one word. So what's that? Two points. <laughs> yes, you got two points. Hold well on. Uh, I'm going to pass this over to David. I do hope you know this. It is a very popular game. Okay. So please open the envelope and see what is within. I like envelopes. <laughs> Good for radio. You like Christmas cards. Uh, okay. I, uh, sword. Zelda. Clouds. Ooh. Ghosts and goblins. Mm. <clears throat> Link. Link to the past. Try maybe online. Online. Might help. <laughs> online. <laughs> Sword clouds. Online. EverQuest? No, how many I've more? got no idea. How many more do You've we got have? one word left. Okay, I'll say Nintendo. My weak point. Sorry, <laughs> somebody's looking at me, so I can't say that. I'm sc- no, I don't think he's uh, by Nintendo. Skies of Arcadia? Well, did you say Sky something? Skies of Arcadia? No, no. Did you say Sky something, Ravi? Sky didn't... Skyrim? Way! <laughs> well done, I would Ravi. never have got that in the <laughs> Who gets one point? Uh, well done, David. Yes. Valiant effort. Valiant <laughs> effort. Uh, okay, so well, after... That's a hard one, because it's quite a modern as well. Yeah. So, um, after that really round... Cool. Uh, Super Marios and Joe and Dan <laughs> with 22 and our Paper Marios are Ravi and David with 21. Wow. Oh, my God. Has it ever been this close around this point? No, oh I don't think it God. has. Okay, so we're on to round five, everyone. Round five is all going to be... It's going to be all about Nintendo. Woo! I actually have a Nintendo T-shirt on underneath this jumper. <laughs> I'm, I'm on an Atari T-shirt today. So. Okay, all right. Oh, okay, ready? So. That's Atari coming later. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Okay, so Ravi and David, we're going to start with you with question number one. Gyromote and Stackup were the only two official games made for which NES accessory? The 
thing with the hands. Jarrah might <laughs> and stack up. Um, I'm gonna give you ten more seconds. I'm just gonna say Mega Glove. Uh, Mega Glove, no, I'm afraid not. We're gonna pass it over to the other team. It's uh, Rob the Robot. Correct, oh, it is Rob the Robot. robot. Oh dear. And of course Joe sleeps with his rubber rubber every night. I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, doesn't the R stand for robot? So it's just ro robotic operating buddy? Something like that, so, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's Rob. He's your buddy. Yeah. Your yeah, bedtime he's my buddy. buddy. He is my buddy. <laughs> I watch him stack gyromites all night. <laughs> right. That's not a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Okay, on to question number two for Dan and Joe. What game is this quote from? I am... The Great Mighty Pooh. Conquers Bad Fur Day. Correct. That is the right game. <laughs> it was also in, uh, I think it was in um, Conquer Live and Reloaded, but that yeah. was an Xbox game. Yeah. So remake. Too right. modern for us. Yeah, too modern, too modern. Well, there's a few PS2 questions later, by the way. Oh. That's as modern, modern as I get. 21st century. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on to question number three for Ravi and David. Name the only two Mario Kart games which have the word super in their titles. I feel like I'm giving you all the hard questions. I know it sounds surprising, but there's actually only two in the entire series that have Super in the title. Just Super Mario Kart. Super Mario Kart is one of them, yes. I would say the second one is the harder one. I'm covering it with my hand. <laughs> <laughs> Even I can't see. So it has to be in the Mario Kart franchise? Yes, yeah. Yeah. I can't remember any of it. <laughs> no, I'm gonna give so you 10 more I seconds. I remember the rivals. Um, Super Mario 64? No, I'm afraid uh, not. That is the yeah. incorrect answer. I'll pass it over. So it would be Super Mario Kart and Super Circuit. Correct. It is yeah. the Game Boy Advance game. It's called Mario Kart Super Circuit. Yeah. That was a tough one. Yeah, yeah that's pretty difficult. Question number four for Dan and Joe. Oh, this is a pretty hard one. In Perfect Dark, what type of food can be found in every single level? <laughs> It'd be good if I played it. Uh, Same. <laughs> perfect dark. Right, I'm a ginger bird. I wear blue skin, skin tight clothes. What, 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 you, what you do at the weekends, you're yeah. in business. I punch trip. people up you rather than route. slapping yeah. them. <laughs> you get a bit peckish doing all that. What, what do you I want to eat? I don't know what will be available on the route. I want to say, just, you just want me to just guess? Yeah. Chocolate bars. That answer is incorrect, I'm afraid. Oh. So we're going to pass it over to <laughs> Ravi and David. What do you think the food is? Pizza? Pizza, no. It's not pizza. It's kind of it's on pizza. Cheese. Oh, oh wow. Cheese. Yeah. Everyone likes cheese. How does it keep good if it's stuck on the top of a roof? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, I don't know. Right. So, Ravi and David, question number five. Not found in NES pads. What unique hardware feature is built into Player Two Famicom joypads? I listen to this podcast. You lot are into hardware. I think you should know this one. So, at you, David. <laughs> Maybe you'd know. so it's not in the uh, like Western NES, but it is in the uh, Famicom. Go for that. Yeah. yeah. Was it a microphone? Correct. It oh, is a microphone. Oh, I didn't think we were going to get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if it was utilised that much, but I think uh, there was a couple cool. of games. But yeah. 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 
Okay, on to question number six for Dan and Joe. In DuckTales for the NES, what does, <laughs> what does Uncle Scrooge use as his primary weapon? It's his cane, which he uses as a pogo stick. Yes, that is correct. I would have also accepted walking stick, I guess. Oh, okay. But, yeah, no, that's fine. Here's his cane. Okay, straight on to question number seven for Ravi and David. Only accessible via hacking, GoldenEye on the N64 has a hidden emulator for which home computer? A wild stab in the dark again, Commodore 64? No, I'm afraid not. That is not the right answer. I'm going to pass it over to Dan and Joe. The Apple II? Apple II? No. I thought you were going to think about it longer then, but no, it was the ZX Spectrum. Oh, oh, way. And I no think way. Steve yeah. Ellis put that in, didn't he? Yeah, Easy yeah, I think so. One. Yeah. Pretty interesting. I think they, they, people didn't discover it till quite a few years later, I think. Yeah. I thought you were going to go with all the original Bond characters, which are in the, in the data yeah. still. But. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. And the next question is? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm afraid not. So it is Dan and Joe's time to go on to question number eight. In the Super Nintendo version of Sim City, who replaces the Godzilla monster found in the original? So it's Godzilla in the original, but it was, he was swapped out for someone else in the Super Nintendo one. Oh, man. Oh, I know this. Is it the turtle? I'm conferring with Dan, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't my answer. It's okay. Oh, it's gone. Just, just say what you Can you give me 10 Dan. seconds? Oh, I remember his name. Just have a guess. I remember there's a giant ant in one of them. But I can't remember. I can picture it as well. It's not Guy Gan. No, I'm afraid not. We're going to pass it over to the other team. Was it King Kong? No, oh no! It was actually Bowser. Bowser. Oh, yes. oh, okay. I would have also accepted King Cooper. <laughs> no, I'm afraid not. So, on to question number nine for Ravi and David. Now, this is an interesting one, I think. Conquer the Squirrel and Banjo the Bear's first ever appearances were in which Nintendo 64 game? Diddy Kong Racing. Yes, it was Diddy Kong Racing. Congratulations. Boys. I knew that one because I'd worked on it. That <laughs> <laughs> <It> always helps. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, they were in that game before they had their own titles. Yeah, indeed. Uh, I feel it was worth coming now. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay, so on to the final question for the Nintendo round. Dan and Joe. Soul Calibur 2 featured console-exclusive characters. Hihachi for the PlayStation 2 and Spawn for the Xbox. Who was the exclusive character for the GameCube version? You mean Link? Yes, oh, you knew that. <laughs> oh, that's Smog Luck. That was the luck. easy one. I was like, I thought you were going to go Link, Hi Hachi, and then it was like, oh, who's the other one? <laughs> <laughs> sounded like you, sounded like you were playing it last night. Uh, maybe. <laughs> okay, that's the end of that round. Over to Paul. How are they doing on the scores? Well, at the end of uh, that round, Dan and Joe are the Mr. Do's with 30 and Ravi and David are the Mr. Don'ts on 25. Oh, okay. Now, before we get into the last part of the quiz, let's take a little breather. Everyone needs a little breather around I the table, it. I think. I need it. Now, let's just give a big thank you to another huge supporter of the Retro Hour podcast throughout 2019. And these are our very good friends from Future Publishing. Now, of course, I mean, we've got to talk about Retro Gamer magazine. Well, we've got the main man in the room, Mr. Paul Drury. Uh, what's in this month's edition of Retro Gamer, then? Uh, the cover is the interesting new bit of hardware, the analogue pocket. Yeah. One of my favourite articles in this month is the one that Lewis Packwood did about the programme Bits, which is fascinating. And uh, if I can be vain, um, <laughs> my article is uh, a si every room in Jet Set Willy with like a director's commentary for Matthew Smith. Oh, author. wow. 
So, so that's the kind of stuff you can read about in Retro Gamer magazine. They also have full sister magazines as well. Um, no matter what kind of video games you're into, it could be, for example, Edge magazine. Yeah, Edge are doing a run-through of their games of the decade, so they've kind of got a list of everything that they really rate that came out in the last 10 years. Now, PlayStation Magazine, they're having a closer look at Marvel's Avengers as well. Now, you're really hyped for that. Yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to that one. And I've been reading Xbox Magazine, who have actually been getting hands-on with a brand-new game called Disintegration from the co-creators of Halo. And PC Gaming, obviously, huge at the moment, too. Uh, PC Gaming Magazine, they've got a really big preview of a new strategy game that everyone's loving at the moment called Crusader Kings 3. So whether it's the industry insight provided by Edge Magazine the classic games in Retro Gamer, official PlayStation or Xbox. There is something for everyone. And obviously this time of year, we're all thinking of Christmas presents. Particularly you thinking of Christmas presents for yourself. Yeah, all I know, the yeah? time. I'm always thinking of what can my mum get me. It's an ongoing gag. It's a big problem. What can Joe's mum get us all? So listen, this is really, really good. We want you to claim this right now. All you've got to do is open a new tab in your browser. Type this in. We've got an exclusive offer. We want to give you 83% off your favourite gaming magazine. This is three issues for just three quid. Normally that would be 18 pounds in the shops. You don't get these kind of deals anywhere else. All you've got to do, open a tab in your browser, type in this, myfavouritemagazines.co.uk forward slash rhgame, myfavouritemagazines.co.uk forward slash rhgame with our good friends from Future Publishing. Shall we continue the quiz? Yes, we're on to round six. And again, we're going to do something a little bit different. This round is called Boxing Clever. What I have here is uh, two envelopes. And within each envelope, are the is the cover art to five games. Okay. Now I am going to then try and describe <laughs> and you have got to name the game. Now you can say as many as you want. It's okay. not like you're okay. okay. Right. And I will say you get two points for everyone you get right. Okay. You can pass because we have 90 seconds per team. So, uh, as we have Dan and Joe first, would you like envelope A or envelope B? Go on, Joe. Let's go for envelope B. Okay, so I'm now opening the envelope. They're good quiz masters, aren't they? Yeah. Do you think they've done this before somewhere, wouldn't you? I like their hats. They've got question marks all on them. (laughs) Why, thank you. Uh, Okay, so... um, the clock is going to start in a moment, and again, can I stress that you can pass if it's just not happening. Okay. Okay. Okay, okay. and let's start. Okay, it's got like a super soldier in the middle. He's standing on a load of demons. He's got big Doom. guns. Correct. And next one is a very small couple holding hands. There's like a big windmill in the background. They're black and white. They're very small. They throw shadows, which is ironic because shadows feature in the game as well. Pass. Okay. Um, this has got origami on the front, and it looks pretty wet. looks pretty wet. Oh, heavy rain. Correct. Oh, wow, Joe, you're on form. Okay, so this has got what I'd say is a a big red winged dragon, and he's being shot at by someone um, who's um, got... Oh, Metroid Prime. Super Metroid. Correct. Okay, now this one has got a knight on the front with a big sword. No. Goblins and ghosts. It's... (laughs) (laughs) No. Okay, but it's the key thing. So it is a knight on the front, but if you can just see, there's some fireballs bouncing around on the screen as well. The the cover is kind of a beige. It's from the very late... Actually, I think it's right from the start of the 80s. It was on the Atari VCS. Okay, I'm (laughs) going to go back to the one that you didn't uh, get, which is two tiny figures. They're holding hands. One's pulling the uh, other one along. Limbo. With them, 
No. Okay, it's, I say there's some big, huge structures in the background. One seems to have a kind of windmill on. The title's in the top right. It's in white lettering. It's got Tumbleweed three letters. It's got three letters. The buildings are like big arches. It's a really arty game. Time is up. Ah, oh, fuck. Okay, there's no bonuses for that one. Well done. Let's just go for it. <laughs> right, is that you've got Doom, Heavy Rain, and Super Metroid. The little tiny figures holding hands, big structures was Ico. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't have got it. Okay. And the hard one, which was the last one, Sorry. is the knight. You said some games with knights on the front, but this is the, the fireballs bouncing around. It's an old Atari game, this on the VCS. It was Warlords. Right, no. That was a difficult one. Yeah. Well done. That yeah. is uh, six points. Wholly oh. respectable. Well done, Joe. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, we're now on to Ravi and David who have envelope A. Okay, are you ready? Yeah. Okay, remember, pass if you feel stuck. I can always go back to it. Just okay, it. and your time starts now. This is a racing game. There are two vehicles on the front. One is blue, one is uh, pink. They're clearly not touching, the gra- they're not touching the ground. They look, uh, they look kind of futuristic. Uh, a wipeout? Uh, close, a wipeout but it's a, it's a Super Nintendo uh, game. They're going incredibly F-Zero. fast. Correct. Okay, the next one is there's um, various people kicking each other uh, in the head. Um, there's three of them. They seem to be on a on a road having a fight. They seem very angry. Is Streets of Rage absolutely right? Uh, okay, this one has someone dressed in bl- a blue kind of bodysuit with a red uh, glove, and he's Virtual clutching. Cup. He's grabbing a circular object in front of him. Um, it looks, it, it, it screams, it looks a little bit like Judge Dredd, actually. It looks like a really sort of violent, a violent, futuristic... We'll, we'll pass on that. Okay, okay, uh, OK, this one... Can I go back to that? Yes, Speed of course ball. you can. It's correct, yeah. right, yeah. OK, <laughs> this one has got a uh, small boy and what possibly his father, and they're on a boat, and the father's open, holding a huge axe, and the boy has got a bow and arrow... Um, in um, the golden ba- axe, I'm not sure. No, no. it's actually Pass. far more modern than that. Okay, last one. This is reasonably modern. Okay, so this has got what um, a topless man who's wearing what looks a bit like a sort of gas mask. He's got two fingers pointing to his head, Fall and out. it looks. Time is up. I know what they are. Sorry, oh, there are no the bonuses. <laughs> but just to show off, do you know what that last uh, one is? God of War and Borderlands. Wow! It's a pity wow. that you didn't have them. <laughs> but it's worked out rather well because well done, David and Ravi. You also well got done, six. Oh, I know okay. it was really good. So after uh, that, that round, <laughs> we have the um, missile commanders are Dan and Joe with thirty-six, and the circus Charlies are Ravi uh, and David with thirty-one. Right. Okay. We're we're nearing the end of the quiz now. Just a few more rounds to go. Round seven. Is about the PlayStation and PlayStation 2. To be fair, though, it's mostly PlayStation 1 questions. Okay, so, Ravi and David, question number one. Name the snowy area that the original Metal Gear Solid is set in. Mm, Joe's looking confident. Iceland? Iceland, I'm afraid that is incorrect. So we're going to be passing that question over to the other team. Is it Shadow Moses? Shadow Moses is the correct answer. Nice one. (laughs) All right, so question number two for Dan and Joe. Who is the main villain in the Crash Bandicoot series? Uh, Dr. Cortez. 
Yes, I'll take that Dr. Neo Cortez close yeah. enough. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> He's on <laughs> surname basis. <laughs> yeah. I don't know him too well, so... <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ravi and David. Question number three. Henry Townsend is trapped in his own apartment. The door is chained up from the inside. Which Silent Hill game does this describe? Silent Hill 2? No, I'm afraid not. It's not the second game. I'll pass it over to Joe and Dan. It's Silent Hill 4 of a room. Correct. That is correct. Yes, nice one. I didn't even know <laughs> that. Seemed very confident four. about that. <laughs> yeah, they kind of went downhill after that one. <laughs> yeah. the, the original four are by Team Silent, and that was it. Yeah. Right, yeah. Just yeah. hope for a Commodore around here. I'm a big, <laughs> big fan. Or Atari, yeah. Okay, right. So, Dan and Joe, you get question number four. A fictional revolver sword hybrid known as the Gunblade is wielded by the main protagonist in which Final Fantasy game? Final Fantasy VIII. Correct. Ravian, David, question number five. Stuart Copeland, former drummer for the police, composed the soundtrack for which classic PlayStation game? Stuart Copeland. Uh, California studio, I, I know it, but... And it's a PS1 game. And there's a trilogy that they've just re-released of it. Spyro? Yeah, Spyro the Dragon. Correct, it is Spyro the Dragon. Good teamwork. <laughs> Absolutely. Nice. Okay, Dan and Joe, question number six. For 20 years, which developer held the patent for loading screen minigames? This expired in late 2015. Was it, was it Bandai Namco? Yes, correct. So is it. <laughs> it is Namco or Bandai Namco. Yeah. Nice one, yeah. Oh, everyone's doing so well. Well done. <laughs> Jinxed it now. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. It's downhill now. Oh, yeah. No, it'd be fine. Okay, so on to question number seven for Ravi and David. Speaking of Namco, which furry platforming Namco hero has Pac-Man on his baseball cap? He's furry and he's a platforming Namco hero. I'm just going to say Bubsy. Bubsy? <laughs> what? Yeah. No, it's not that. I'm afraid I'll pass it over to the other team. Um, oh, what is his name? I guess he's not as well-known as Pac-Man, but he has him on his baseball cap. We're talking PS1 we'll give you PS2, 10 seconds. We? It's not Jack and Daxter, it's... Um... I'll take a guess. It's gone. I'm afraid it was Klonoa from Klonoa, oh, Door to Phantom Isle. <laughs> PS1? <laughs> no, I was thinking too modern. I was thinking... <laughs> oh, right, right, yeah. ahead of that. <laughs> It's a good game if you haven't played it. Yeah, really, yeah I've played it. It's a really, really nice good game. game. Right, okay, on to question number eight for Dan and Joe. Developed by Insomniac for the PlayStation 2, which game series received a CG movie in 2016? But the original game was PS2. Oh, was PS2. Um... I'm going to give you ten seconds. By Insomniac. I'm going to pass it over to Ravi and David. PS2 Insomniac game. Yeah, Insomniac. They had a recent CG movie in the cinemas in 2016. I'm just going to say Starship Troopers because. Starship Troopers? Some CG. No, I'm afraid not. (laughs) I don't know where he's. What level he's on? I don't know. Insomniac. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not familiar with that one. No, it was Ratchet and Clank. Uh, 
I did not know there was a film. No, for actually, I yeah. yeah, I don't think it did very well, actually. Oh. I said, didn't it win an Oscar, Ollie? Really? It? Oh, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> no, it didn't win an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I said it was in a cinema. It may have not been. It may have been straight to Blu-ray. <laughs> okay, right, on to question number nine for Ravi and David. You were almost a Jill sandwich. It's a quote from Resident Evil. But who says this iconic line to Jill? The guy with nice curtains. <laughs> it's definitely not the guy. I will with need nice to take curtains. a name. The actual guy's name. <gasps> Did I accidentally say a he? I'll give you ten seconds. Barry. Oh, oh it's correct. What it is Barry? Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> it's Barry Burton. You just said Barry. Barry. Yeah, it's a just random, random guess. Barry. Wait, was right. that a guess? Yeah, yeah. 100%. Wow. Oh my god. <laughs> that's that's fluke. I was going to be so like. So once you get the shotgun, <laughs> <laughs> Barry Burton rescues you. Barry, wow. Bazza. Oh, oh wow. Bazza. That was good. Okay. <laughs> Final question for this round, Dan and Joe. In which game do you unlock an upside-down version of a castle if you enter the final boss wearing holy sunglasses? What? (laughs) (laughs) Say that again. In which game do you unlock an upside-down version of a castle if you enter the final boss fight wearing holy sunglasses? Would it be Castlevania Symphony of the Night? That is correct. You sounded so clueless at first, but you knew it. I really think about that. Well done. That was the end of the uh, PlayStation and PlayStation 2 round. How are they doing, Paul? Well, Dan and Joe are clearly the Tomb Raiders with 47, and I'm afraid the Angels of Darkness are Ravi and Dan with 35. But everything could change. That was one of the more modern rounds. Now we're going very much not modern. For my final round, which can I just say I enjoy putting this one together the most, is entitled Before Space Invaders. Wow. Now, for absolutely no well, points... Zero points who knows? For, <laughs> uh, for absolutely no points, is, does anybody know what year Space Invaders was uh, um, um, released? 79? It's 78, but mm. to be fair, you, we tend to come to this country in yeah, 79. Yeah. So basically, all the answers of games that were released before 78 with in the arcade. OK? OK. So, I'm starting here with Dan and Joe, who probably wasn't born when some of these came out. Neither of us were born. (laughs) I wasn't born for quite a while. (laughs) Uh, Okay, here we go then. Question number one. Computer Space, released in 1971 and usually considered the first commercially released coin-op, was inspired by which game released for the PDP-1 in 1962? Space War. Correct. Well done. So, over now, we continue with the space, uh, computer space theme. A computer space cab can be seen in which 1973 sci-fi film? Mm. 73. That was a long, long time ago. Would it be Close Encounters of the Third Kind? Which wasn't the 70s, but I'm afraid that isn't the right answer. Can you repeat the question? A computer space cabinet can be seen in which 1973 sci-fi film? I'm not good with 70 sci-fi. No, that wasn't even... I keep thinking The Last Starfighter, but I know that's like 83 or something. Um, Uh, 1973. Is it 2010? The year we came back? 
I'm afraid it isn't. It's called Soylent Green. Oh, I yes. know Soylent Green. And uh, spoiler alert, apparently Soylent Green is made of... People! <laughs> so you did know it. You did Thanks, know it. Thanks, I just didn't know they had a machine in there. No spoilers. I, okay. I just remember dustbin lorries from that. Oh, well, there you go. Apparently it's very good. Uh, okay, so on to question number three, which is Dan and Joe. And um, this is the final one with this space, uh, computer space theme. A computer space cabinet can be spotted next to an electromechanical game called Killer Shark in which 1975 film? Can you repeat your question? Sorry, I, I got I got hung up on the shark. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, a computer Jaws. space. Ca- <laughs> <laughs> oh. Jaws is the right oh, answer. answer. Um, and it is it's an electromechanical uh, game, but you do actually see a bit of um, gameplay in Jaws. So when you're next watching it, I never noticed you'll go, that. Oh, no, mm. da- so David go. spotted well it done. down here. Yeah. Oh, well done. Okay, so I'm over to question number four, and it's for Ravi and David. What was the name of the engineering company founded by Nolan Bushnell and Ted Dabney, which preceded Atari? It preceded Atari. Um... It would have been too easy to ask you the company that Nolan (laughs) and Ted Dabney done. So they founded a company that preceded Atari. The other team are finding this hilarious for some reason. Oh, no, I was having a moment. Apple? No, I can't think. Sorry, no. I I can see the link you're saying there, but uh, over here. You know you want to say it. I mean, I jokingly wrote Chuck E. Cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. The engineering company, I hope I pronounced this right, was called Syzygy. Syzygy, yeah. They had to rename it because apparently the company Syzygy was already taken in California. I think it was a roofing company or something. Okay, so on to question number five, which means I'm back to Dan and Joe over here. Which Atari game released in 1973 had some models which featured controllers that looked suspiciously like female breasts? Was it, um... Do you want me to just go for it? Yeah, go for it. Is it Miss Command? No, although I do agree that <laughs> there is a, a breast-like quality <laughs> to uh, a trackball. But, no, it's, it's quite a famous game. So, okay. da- well, it's famous for this reason. So, David and Ravi, it's a uh, 1973... Atari game, and it had some controllers that looked suspiciously like female breasts. David's drawing them. Uh, (laughs) Are you aware of the female (laughs) form? He's doing it for Ravi. Ravi is now. Uh, The the only thing I can think of is perhaps the ping-pong tennis game. Now, that's close, because it was shortly after that. It was called Gotcha. If you look at the actual flyer, so if you Google the flyer, you will see that there's, it was acceptable in the 70s. The flyer represents a woman running away from what I can only see as a, say as a pre-Me Too bloke. Uh, just leave it at that. OK, <laughs> we'll move on. It was a different uh, time. Okay, <laughs> different time. OK, so question number six. So it's Ravi uh, and David. So Gotcha, the game that I've just said, was Atari's fourth release with Pong being the first and Pong doubles the third. What was Atari's second released game? Pong? Well, I'm going to let you do that again because Pong was one of the ones. Like Pong was their first game. Yeah. So what was the game they released after Pong? And uh, only a minor clue. Obviously not as well remembered as Pong. 
as you are proving. That's a little bit after. I'm just trying to remember. I think we've interviewed the guy that's done it. <laughs> yeah, I have researched some of these, yeah, so yeah, yeah. yes, you definitely have interviewed. 200 interviews. Al, Al. Time's up. Over to here, do you I have mean, any idea? Pong 2 would be too obvious. <laughs> but Pong, the doubles, Pong doubles was, was the, the third game. Because this game didn't do so well. So so they went you back. think that was later? I think that was later, but if you want to go for it. Should we? Any other options? I can't think of anything okay. else. Breakout? Good try. It was called Space Race. Oh. Uh, okay, we're, we're over mm. now to Dan and Joe for question number seven. Which 1975 Tato arcade release was the first to feature human-on-human -human combat? I.e. you are shooting It's the cowboy person. game way, the little... And it's yellow and... Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know what it's called. Is it shootout, honestly? It's not shootout. Good <laughs> try. It's yeah, not yeah. shootout. And that might have actually possibly helped the team. They are on the right lines. Where you can shoot in all directions. Mm. But I will need the title of the game. Tato, it's 1975. That, it does uh, feature cowboys. Robotron? Was it? No. Which does not feature cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> There's lots of things in Robotron. <laughs> right, um, no, the game was called Gunfire. Oh, of course it oh, was. Okay. Um, I would have accepted Western Gun, which is the Japanese name. Uh, and apparently the Midway version of that um, was the first to feature a microprocessor. No. Oh. Okay, so we're on to question number eight for David and Ravi. Which Exidy game courted controversy in 1976 for being too violent? Death Race. He's got it in one. Oh. Very good. <laughs> okay, very good. Uh, although apparently the, it was written by Howell Ivey, who uh, they said, "Oh, it's not people; it's uh, gremlins." Gremlins. It's gremlins. <laughs> gremlins. Although yeah. I did interview him once, and what made me laugh, I said, "Oh, were you worried about being too violent?" He said, well, "What got me is that the people were writing in with death threats <laughs> because our game was too violent." Well, they saw, <laughs> he thought that was slightly ironic. <laughs> the irony. Okay. Uh, okay. So on to now question number nine, which is for uh, Joe and Dan. Released by Atari in 1975, how many players could compete simultaneously on Indy 800? Should we, should we go that? Four? No. Oh. 800? <laughs> <laughs> Whilst, uh, yeah, eight. Is the right answer! Oh. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, it is quite an incredible machine which has got two sets of um, steering wheels on each mm. side of the square cabinet. It's great. Uh, OK, the final question, what I think has been a tough round, is for David and Ravi. Released by Key Games in 1977, what model of car did the player drive in Superbug? Um. There's a clue... Must, in the title yeah. of the game. Yeah, the VW Beetle. Is the right answer. <laughs> well done. Uh, okay, so at the end of that round, the uh, legends of Zelda are Dan and Joe on 51. The Lost Souls are David and Ravi on 40. Oh. Can they bridge the gap? You did well that round, though, guys. They did really, really well, well in that round, round. yeah. Mm.
I just think we all need to increase our arcade knowledge. <laughs> yeah. Did you say arcade knowledge? Oh, free, oh. free. He's seen these questions. Yeah. <laughs> this next round's about Xbox. <laughs> if we weren't winning, which round are we on? This is the final nine. round. Oh, right. Round nine. And Paul, that was a difficult round, I know. by the way. Uh, but round nine is all. It's going to be all about arcade games. So, question number one to Ravi and David's team. Featuring animation from ex-Disney animator Don Bluth. Name the princess you must rescue in Dragon's Lair. Oh, I know what she looks like, but yeah, yeah. what her name is, I have no idea. Um, He's played this for ages in the pub. Uh, no idea. Sarah? Sarah? <laughs> no, I'm afraid not. I'll pass it over to the that other team. That might be because the main protagonist's name starts with D. Dirk's the main protagonist, isn't he? So is that it is. Princess Daphne? That is correct, yeah, yeah. it is yeah. Daphne. Well done. So you did? You completed the game, right? You rescued her? No, no, I didn't. <laughs> What's on YouTube? <laughs> the thing was, when you started saying it, I was like, I threw my pen down. I was like, yes, I've got this Dragon's Lair. And then you went, on Dragon's Lair? Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> when I was a kid, I actually made a T-shirt with her on it. Nice. I printed it myself. Nice. <laughs> I still got that. That can be the prize. For <laughs> yeah, I think it's quite small. Um, okay, so Dan and Joe, question number two. In which Pac-Man title does he hide a fairy under his hat? Packland. Correct. Good man. Correct. You're quite sure of that one. Okay, Ravi and David, you get question number three. The first boss in the House of the Dead 2 is called Judgment. What weapon is he holding? I'm just trying to think through it. Um... I'll give you some time. He probably uses it if he gets close enough, but he's pretty easy. Yeah, I think it's a club. A club, I'm afraid it's not a club. I'm going to give my answer, but I really wanted a joke, but it's an axe. It is an axe. But I wanted yes. to be like a heart, a diamond. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're right. It was an axe. On to question number four for Dan and Joe. Babalities and friendships were non-violent alternatives to fatalities. In which Mortal Kombat were they first introduced? You Mo- Mortal Kombat 2? That is correct. It was Mortal Kombat 2. Ravi and David's team, you've got to catch up, man. Come on, you can do it. This is Atari's first game to feature FM synth chipped produced by Yamaha. Name this isometric game. Marble Madness. Correct. He was right on the ball there. Hey, I see what you did there. (laughs) It was Marble Madness. Okay, Dan and Joe, you get question number six. Space Paranoids is a fictional arcade game from which 80s movie? Is it The Last Starfighter? No, I'm afraid not. I'm going to pass it over to Ravi and David. Try it, yeah. yeah. Alien? No, I'm afraid not. It was Tron. Oh, oh of course. Of course it was Tron. Okay, Ravi and David, you get question number seven. How many people can play at the same time on the two-screen deluxe version of Konami's X-Men side-scrolling beat-em-up, commonly known as X-Men Arcade? Twelve? Twelve, I'm afraid not. I'm going to pass it over to Dan. That was Dan really ambitious. <laughs> but it was six. Yes. Yeah. Very confidently answered there. It was six. Ravi had too many mates. He had two cameras. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the big, big deluxe version. Okay, Dan and Joe, question number eight. Metal Slug X is a fixed and updated version of which Metal Slug game? Metal Slug 2. Correct, it is Metal Slug 2. Okay, we're not almost near the end now. Ravi and David, question number nine. In Street Fighter 2, which character must you fight before confronting the final boss, M. Bison? 
So that's the World Warrior, the first version of Street Fighter 2. Just before M. Bison. I'd say Ryu. Okay, right, yeah, there is a, a connection to Ryu, but I'm afraid that's the wrong answer. I'm going to pass it over to Dan and Joe. Uh, was it Sagat? Yes, I'm, uh, that was correct. It is Sagat, <laughs> yeah, yes. Come on. The guy who got the scar from Ryu in Street Fighter 1. It's the last one then of the quiz? Yes, last question goes to Dan and Joe. In 1982's Joust, player one rides an ostrich. But what does player two ride? <laughs> Go for it, Dan. I'm going to have a guess here. Is it a camel? A camel. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm afraid cool. not. We're going to pass it over to Ravi. An emu camel. Sorry, what was that? An emu. No, it wasn't an emu either. It was a stork. Stork. Oh. <laughs> and that was the last question for oh. how are they doing? Well, at the end of this monumental quiz, the Donkey Kong Juniors are David and Ravi with 42. But our Kings of Kong with 61 points are Dan and Joe. Oh, thank you so much, guys. We, uh, we have well a prize for you Game Boys. Wait. So here we have, a, we have a Game Boy trophy. Definitely not a Game Boy mug. We have a Game Boy trophy. Well, you know, I think we could also have listeners, if you guys could submit your scores... That would be awesome. If you played along at home, yeah, because that's always a good yeah, one. Yeah. Well, thank you for our trophy. You've actually spray, spray painted this gold as well. It's like Games Master. Yeah. <laughs> Very premium. Well, listen, we want to say a huge thank you to Paul and Ollie for doing this year's quiz. No um, problem. What amazing questions. I'd, I'd like to thank David for joining yeah, me. Thank you so much, David. Valiant effort all around. Thank you very much, everybody. And this was our final episode of 2019. What an incredible year. We actually did a little best of, didn't we, last week? If people yeah, so out. we're kind of going through the shows that, uh, you know, really impacted us and we're talking about everything in there from SegaNet to September the 11th to Rare with their machines being checked by international security to see if they're <laughs> actually uh, creating a mad machine. So, yeah. So if you want something to listen to over Christmas, the Retro Hour Best of 2019 is available from all your favourite podcast clients. Our next episode is going to be out next year. We're having a week off. Well deserved, I think, after this year. It'll be out on uh, January the 3rd, 2020. All that remains for us to say is have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Woo!